Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Fast my good evening at half past five. This is update for Wednesday, 7th of February 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news from the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening, a new community centre in Braddon and no road to it. Manx Care doesn't have the money for more dentists. What is the future for the former Park Road school site? Balalocky should be finished soon and Connor Cummins re-signs for Malenko by Paget. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fastamai Chanel Soku. Fastamai. The company behind the Isle of Man's first potential offshore wind farm says the project is going ahead as planned. The Danish firm is to axe hundreds of jobs, exit several offshore wind markets, and pause its dividend payments to shareholders in an attempt to recover from a chaotic 12 months. The Ronalds Way Met Office has issued an amber weather warning for snow for tomorrow. It's expected to fall on ground above 500 feet between 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. And the Education Minister says the Park Road site in Douglas is part of the solution for primary school places in the east. Julie Edge was pressed by some Keys members to do something with the town centre site. In international news, the U.S. Secretary of State has met Palestinian President Mohammed Abbas in the West Bank city. Anthony Blinken says a whole lot of work remains to bridge gaps between Israel and Hamas over a ceasefire deal. Prince William will return to official royal duties following his father's cancer diagnosis. This evening, he's due to attend a gala fundraising dinner for London's Air Ambulance charity. And two amber weather warnings for snow have been issued by the UK Met Office for tomorrow. It's for Peak District and South Pennines and for North Wales and North West Shropshire. Those were your headlines. News at 6. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you, Chanel. From the Ronalds Way Met Office, there is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea for later this evening. State of sea, smooth or slight and moderate overnight. And the weather for tomorrow, uh, well, for tonight, first of all, on the Isle of Man, dry and cloudy in a moderate northerly, turning fresh and easterly overnight, down to two degrees Celsius through the night. Remember, two uh, weather warnings, amber for snow above 500 feet, and yellow for coastal overtopping. For Jordan, a wet start for Thursday with rain or sleet at low levels, snow over high grounds on a strong to near gale force easterly up to 4 degrees Celsius, overnight minimum 4 into Friday. And for Jehenya, wet and windy in a strong to gale force easterly, easing through the afternoon, top temperature 5 degrees. Tides on the way in, high water is at 10 to 10, low water 11 minutes after 4 a.m., Sunrise seven minutes before eight, and the morning high tide tomorrow at a minute past ten. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out of hours boarding up service. Call 491918. 
A 28-day notice has been issued to Braddon Commissioners by the Department of Health and Social Care over vehicle access to its new community centre, the Roundhouse. The chair of the Commissioners, Andrew Jessup, says it should be down to the DHSC to prove hospital roads aren't a public right-of-way. Our local democracy reporter, Emma Draper, has been chatting to the chair of Braddon Commissioners. Well, when the issue first came up, well, it was given as an option that we could actually uh, offer people licences to operate as opposed to a full tenancy. That still is an option, but obviously that doesn't uh, confirm that they have vehicle uh, access rights to the site. And for some of them, that might prove to be an issue in terms of their viability. This has a potential significant impact on the as I say, the operational viability of, of the development. In the press conference, you mentioned that there, that you're seeking legal action or legal advice even over public rights of way. Has this, is this going to be one of the next stages that you take? Well, again, we wrote to them and said that um, the advice we'd been given is that they couldn't stop the public from driving on the roads because by dedication that the public had been using these roads for well over 20 year, 21 years. In our view, it's now up to the DHSC to prove that the public don't have a right to drive on the roads and access um, the roundhouse, as opposed to us proving that they do. But yeah, you know, that potentially gets us into into this sort of round of litigation, which nobody wins. Although in, in, in our case, you know, we're having to fund that through the rates. They get free advice from the Attorney General's chambers. But ultimately, any costs that we um, have, they, that falls then upon the ratepayer. And the irony is the biggest ratepayer in Braddon is the DHSC. Manx Care can't afford to put more money into dental services on the Isle of Man, despite the number of people waiting to go on an NHS dentist waiting list has risen to more than 4,600. Uh, so says Oliver Radford, one of the healthcare board's directors, who discussed the demand on dental services at Manx Care's board meeting this week. We don't have any eligibility criteria, as, as people are probably aware. So, in theory, the, the waiting list for NHS dentists could go up to 43,000. There is literally no limit of the number of people who could choose to um, request an NHS dentist. Um, the NHS within the UK have an eligibility criteria which is, is quite strict and I have done a bit of work to just compare ourselves to the UK in terms of what the number, what our NHS dentistry provision would be if we were um, uh, choosing to use the NHS eligibility criteria and that um, would be 18,000 people, so less than half of the people who currently have an NHS dentist in the um, here on Ireland would have one if, if we applied the same eligibility criteria. It's, I don't think we're in a situation where we are um, looking to introduce eligibility criteria here, uh, but obviously it's something that we, we need to consider um, given that um, I don't think we're in a position as, an, as, a, as a health system to put any more money into dentistry. So I think we do need to consider with the DHSC how we look to manage the, um, the allocation of, of NHS dentists, but it's a really tricky problem and not something that we as, as an organisation have the ability to do because all of the NHS dentistry regulations are under the remit of uh, the DHSC. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. The Manx TT competitor Connor Cummins has re-signed with the Malenko by Padgett's team for this year's Isle of Man TT races. What's more, the Ramsey Rocket feels he and his new teammate, 16 times TT winner Ian Hutchinson, have every chance of competing at the top this year. I feel, feel really good about it all, to be honest. I took my time ever winter just to really understand what I want to do what my goals were and yeah with a few tweaks here and there we've come to an agreement and I'm back on board for another year which is my, now my eighth year so I'm really really happy about that and um, I want to go and try and win some races Clive being Clive he's really open and really accommodating so I thank him for that and uh, I thank him for obviously giving me another opportunity to to be back with the team as I said before I, I took my time making some big calls really and want to be in a good place in my head to you know, know that I can still I can still race bikes fast, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of other things that I want to get sorted out as well. But I'm just really happy where we're at now. I'm in a good position. Uh, I know my bike's going to be good. I'm training really hard at the minute, and you know, the big thing is I want to go race, and I want to go race to win. The team environment, everyone's on the same page. You know, the, there's always an arm to go around you if, if you need it. But equally, th- this job's about getting results. So, you know, I've not got too comfortable either. I'm real passionate about the race and obviously the team need results as well as myself needing results so I don't take anything for granted I think we can be very competitive and this is it goes back to what I was saying before about addressing a few things and ironing out a few a few little issues and I think when it all comes together on the day I think there's, there's definitely every chance of us being very competitive I'm still uh, very very hungry and with the great bikes I'm in good condition peak condition actually will we'll be, we'll be very strong so I think everything's going to be there I'm confident in that and there's every chance that we can be successful. Pressure's being put on the Education Minister to make a decision over the future of the Park Road site in Douglas, the school that was there closed 11 years ago and then was demolished. Douglas MHK's David Ashford and Joni Farragher say it's time for action. This has been kicking around forever and a day now. A decision just needs to be made. There's been about two or three times now that Park Road has been said it's not suitable for a two-form school. And a two-form school is what's needed. Junior Farragher, you say that the locals are complaining that it is making life unpleasant having a brownfield site there. Yeah, well, absolutely. And as you can kind of appreciate, really, it's not very pleasant. It is a, a brownfield site in all of the worst sort of... It's got a lot of demolition materials, etc., around there. So it's not pleasant for the, for the locals. And I think, as Mr Rashford was kind of hinting at there, we are getting the impression here that, that the department doesn't know what to do with it but doesn't want anybody else to do anything on it either and that's you know it's been 11 years since demolition of the former school there we really do need to see a decision and I think that's what we were trying to get to put a bit of pressure on but how can you pressure I mean the department says this is the position what do you do well, we just have to keep questioning and keep scrutinising. That's our job, really. I mean, ultimately, it can be a motion to Tim Ward for Tim Ward to actually give the department very important? firmly. I think it is. I mean, if we're going to develop all these sites, brownfield sites, this government has said, is one of their key things. But you don't get much more of a brownfield derelict site in the centre of Douglas than you do the Park Road site. 11 years empty, with no plan coming forward. I asked the minister in there, would she commit that there would at least be a plan for the site by the end of this? administration admitting there might not be funding for anything it might not be underway yet but just a plan and we couldn't even get that straight answer so you know if we're going to deal with brownfield sites we're going to deal with them it's either park road is either a viable site or it's not make the decision 
Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motor vessel Manxman left Hesham at eight minutes past two. She'll be into the bay fairly shortly, onto the link span at around ten to six this evening. Departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning. And the morning departures 8.45, Manxman to Hesham. Just a quick note, tomorrow evening's 7.45, Manxman to Hesham. Uh, is subject to possible disruption or cancellation. There'll be a final decision at 5.30 tomorrow evening because of the uh, envisaged weather tomorrow. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. It's hoped work on Balalocky could be complete in the coming weeks. Members of the Manx community and businesses are getting on board to have the Kirk family home ready for when 19-year-old Lockie returns home from a rehabilitation unit in Liverpool. The family held a drop-in session in Peel last night. John Neen is spearheading the project. We set to probably about a year ago in designing the project and understanding the requirements and um, obviously it's just gone from there and now we're up to floor slab and hoping that the um, block work and the actual structure itself will be built probably within the next few weeks. When I obviously talked to Dan and Lauren, they didn't know what they were going to do. And I mean, that's my job, you know, I'm from a design background as well. So I could see and understood what had to happen. And then it was down to how are they going to pay for it? Because I also understood how much this was going to cost. And I don't think I've ever mentioned a figure if it was a contract to them um, because it was basically off scared them not to do it so I understood what was required understood how to get there so but as I say the support from local businesses has been absolutely unreal unreal we've got people ringing us up and emailing us daily to offer help we started two weeks ago now so we've taken all the groundwork is, is done we've got 300 ton of earth taken out the foundations have been dug the foundations have been poured the bricklayers are in now getting the thing up to floor slab we've got con- uh, contractor waiting to go in and construct the floor slab hopefully next week we've got then bricklayers waiting as well to go in and build the extension we've got joins waiting to go in to do the brickwork we've got people waiting to do the drainage we've we've got an awful lot of people waiting for the calls to go and do their bit i'd love to see Lockie back home in the summer you know getting back to Ireland life Manx Radio Business Briefing It's a quarter to six in corporate news shares of Norwegian oil and gas company Equinor fell after it said it had reduced cash payouts to shareholders on the back of a normalisation in energy prices last year it comes as uh, posted a smaller than expected drop in operating profit in its fourth quarter results Equinor adjusted earnings before tax for the October-December period fell to $8.68 billion from $17 billion the year before Forum for a full daily market report, go to ramsaycrookall.com. The owner of Yandex, often referred to as Russia's Google, is to pull out of its country of origin. Yandex's Dutch-based parent company sold the operation in Russia for 475 billion rubles, roughly 4.2 billion sterling, way below its estimated market value. The sale to a consortium of investors means Yandex's Russian business is now a fully Russian-owned entity. The firm had previously been accused of hiding 
hiding information about the war in Ukraine from the Russian people. Uh, Moscow's welcomed the latest deal, which the company said was the product of an extensive period of planning and negotiation of over more than 18 months. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks reversed earlier gains to trade lower today. US stocks opened higher and oil ticked higher as growth in US oil production is expected to remain largely steady through 2025. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 down seven-tenths of a percent, 7,627. The DAX in Frankfurt closed down almost seven-tenths of a percent at 16,919. A short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial up four tenths of a percent, 38,868. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up eight tenths of a percent, 15,735. And in Chicago, the SP 500 up almost three quarters of a percent at 4,989. And the trading day continues. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling is trading at one US dollar, 26.2 cents, one euro, 17.3 cents, and 23 South African rand, 85.4 cents. Finally, in commodities, gold's up just over a tenth of a percent at $2,039 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude up almost four tenths of a percent at $79.01. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, well, the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Granting a variation to Kroger's licence to drill for oil in Manx waters could go against the will of Tinwald, according to the Green Party. Kroger asked to begin drilling before completing a 3D seismic survey. Back in November, the Department for Infrastructure says it's continuing to consider the company's request and will issue a response to the Green Party's latest letter in due course. The Secretary of the Manx Green Party, Andrew Langan-Newton. We've written back to him now this week saying, hold on, we think this change contrary to industry best practice is so significant a variation to license that it's actually rescinding the original license and issuing a new license to Kroger which would allow them to proceed straight to drilling which we think is absolutely unacceptable. Now, why we say the minister and his department Department of Infrastructure can't do that is because in 2022 July 2022 the Tim agreed that there would be no new hydrocarbon licenses issued for exploration in the Isle of Man. Now, we say this change is so significant, it can only be a new license. It's not a minor variation to the old license. And therefore, the minister can't do what they're considering to do. And we're making sure we're telling them now, before they've made that decision, which will be a terrible decision, especially after coming out of the hottest year on record in 2023, that we know for certain science says for certain that this is as a result of the increased carbon dioxide emitted into the world over the last 100 years 150 years and especially in the last 30 years and so just to be clear we're asking the minister to say no we won't vary the license we won't amend the license to allow Kroger to uh, go straight to drilling and that's what we're saying the minister is bound to do the fact that this is clearly can only be described as a new license given that it's significant change to the 
current license, that the minister confirms to the Green Party that there won't be a variation to the current license. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio Sport. Bastamai, Rob Pritchard. Bastamai, good evening. Starting with motorsports and 192 competitor entries have now been confirmed for this year's TT. The highest amount is the 104 in the Super Sport class, followed by 86 in the Super Twin category. Elsewhere, there are 82 entries accepted into the Superbikes and 33 make up the sidecar entries. The 2024 Isle of Man TT races are scheduled to take place from the 27th of May to the 8th of June. In cycling, Mark Cavendish has secured a podium finish on his first competitive outing of 2024, the Manx Missile took third place on yesterday's first stage of the Tour Columbia, an event which is making a return this year after a four-year hiatus. Elsewhere, Movistar team's Fernando Gaviria won the stage, whilst Italian rider Davide Persico took second. Speaking to the Astana Kazakhstan team media after the race, 38-year-old Cavendish says it was his best debut race for a few years, and the strength of the team was evident. The second phase of the Tour is taking place now, with the front runners expected to finish just before 7pm UK time this evening. Sticking with cycling and Isle of Man pro rider Max Walker has joined the development team at Astana Kazakhstan. The 22-year-old becomes the second Manx competitor to be part of the outfit this season. As well as being part of the development team's campaign, it's expected Walker will also get opportunities to race for the world team later this season. Speaking on his latest venture, Walker says it's an honour to join such a prestigious and well-established group, adding he can't wait to start getting experience at world tour level. What's more, he describes the prospect of training and competing alongside Cavendish as an incredible bonus and privilege. And finally, in football, four now remain to battle it out for this year's Isle of Man Under-18s FA Cup with the semi-finals taking place at the Bowl tonight. First up at 6.15pm Jims face a tough task up against Under-18 league leaders Ramsey before third place Corinthians take on Laxey at 8pm. Manx Radio Travel driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way the 5.25. Logan out from Manchester won't be in until the quarter past six. Then the half past seven it's a charter flight coming in from Finland from Enotekio via Liverpool. That's in at half past seven on time. Then the 7.30 EasyJet from Gatwick on time. The 5 to 8 Logan Air from Liverpool returning patient transfers on time. And the 8 o'clock Logan Air from London City. They're all showing on time. Outbound, the 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool's delay till half past six. And then the 8 o'clock EasyJet back to Gatwick, currently showing on time. On the roads, in Ramsey, temporary lights at the junction of May Hill and Queen's Pier Road for pavement resurfacing. There are some restrictions on Vernon Road and Seamount Road, and the matrix signs are showing that there are queues at May Hill at the moment. Face closures on Ballakill Ferric Road uh, for water main work in Colby, and temporary lights in Onken on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. Kean Trockard Road in Andrews is closed in phases for water main work and south of Kirk Michael closures on the Balalai Road for water main work. Temporary lights at the bottom of the Balamoda at the Grenoble Road Junction for patching work in Peel. Temporary lights on Ramsey Road 24 hours a day near Battery Lane for cable work and in Douglas Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement. A section of Switzerland Road's closed through till November for construction work. The Millennium Bridge in Douglas is closed between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. for repairs and maintenance, diversions in place. Temporary lights on Lock Prom by Tower House for cleaning the building fascia and temporary lights at the bottom end of Summer Hill for gas repairs. 
At the Kronkavodi, uh, the straight there resurfacing has got some temporary lights in Boldrine, temporary lights on the main road just north of Liverpool Arms. And in Glenvine, you've got temporary lights on the main road between Glendarrock Road and the Balagheri traffic lights. They're building a wall there. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. The and Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wint. And just to report, motor vessel Manxman is safely into Douglas Harbour. She's going astern onto the link span right now. And just watch out in Ramsey, of course, the, the matrix signs showing delays at Mayhill because of those traffic lights. Ground has been broken on the new Manning Cancers Macmillan Support Centre opposite Nobles Hospital. It offers uh, a warm and welcoming environment while supporting patients and their carers. Here's the chair of Man- Manning Cancer's Macmillan Support Centre, Julie Stokes, and patron David Gorn. Oh yes, it's 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 been three years to get to this point. It's it's fantastic to have finally arrive at this day and, and make a start. Did you think going back so many years, when the charity started and uh, you started fundraising, that you would be at this stage now? Never, never, never. Well, obviously we've we have two charities, and between the two charities, they've been going now for about twelve years, um, and we've raised eight point two million, but. No, this this is a, a, a massive project, and, and it, it's 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 taken a lot of doing to get to this point. So there were times when I never thought we'd make it, really. <laughs> David, from your perspective, again, um, it's quite a challenge and uh, one you must be very proud of. Yes, indeed. I mean, as Julius just said, this is an absolute pivotal moment in the creation of this centre. I think one of the things that I never envisaged when we started on this that we would actually ever achieve something of this quality that the design which has come up from Mark Savage is absolutely futuristic uh, we started off looking at a much smaller area uh, we very quickly realised that that wasn't going to work um, and then we were offered this piece of land which is absolutely ideal because it's right outside the hospital it's, it's, it's on the way into the hospital it's on the way out of the hospital and all the um, research we did indicated that this centre had to be very close to the hospital very close to hospice but not in either um, and, and if people are going to use it they need to have it right there when if they've had a diagnosis and they're coming out of the hospital or if they're going in to visit somebody with a diagnosis it's right there they're coming out of the car park it's absolutely there so they can immediately come into it they haven't got to go away and come back uh, which is the beauty of it and it, it is absolutely a state-of-the-art building um, and you know it, it's absolutely we're absolutely delighted that we've now got to this stage that's it for update tonight. Compiled from the resources of Mains Radio's news department, thanks to newsreader Chanel Suku, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six, our arts programme Spotlight with Rhianne Evans, Greatest Sits with Chris Kinley at 6.30, and the Opera Hour with Ernie Thorne at 9. W-I-N-T.